اشرب شرب اهل الصفاء الله الله بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاه والسلام على رسول الله They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to Season 5, Episode 2 of Soul Food, where we're going to look at the seven obstacles that Imam al-Ghazali talks about in his book, Minhajul Abidin, The Path of Worshipful Servants. So in this episode, we're going to look at the seven obstacles and what they are. We're going to look at the spiritual path. And finally, we're going to look at the glorious result. What is the result if someone overcomes these seven obstacles and reaches the end of the spiritual path? So in the last episode, we talked about Imam al-Ghazali's unique way of explaining the spiritual path. Right? He said in this book specifically that the request that he asked of Allah to inspire him to have a book that would have unanimous approval and great benefit. He said, that request of mine was granted by the one who responds to the distressed when he calls unto him. He made me privy by his gracious favor to the mysteries involved, and he inspired me with a marvelous arrangement, the like of which I did not recall in any of the previous compositions dealing with the secrets of religious practices. So in this book, he highlights that there are seven obstacles which lie between you and Allah to really being a refined and rarefied soul that is brought close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you are able to, through great effort and determination, and most importantly, through Allah's enabling grace, His tawfiq, to get over these seven obstacles, then you will taste the sweetness of nearness. And these seven obstacles, inshallah, this is going to be the focus of soul food this season, and it's the focus of His entire book. So what are these seven obstacles? Right? Imam al-Ghazali says that after you receive this divinely inspired urge that pushes you towards worship, the first obstacle that you will face is the obstacle of knowledge. So how do I come to know my Lord and Creator and what He wants from me? That's the primary question when it comes to the obstacle of knowledge. In order to overcome this obstacle, Imam al-Ghazali says that you have to reflect, ponder, and seek out answers from the scholars of the knowledge of the hereafter and seek their dua. And then you have to acquire the knowledge that indicates the existence of God and that God has blessed you and granted you all of these favors and that he is deserving of gratitude and worship and devotion. In other words, when you see the amazing creation of the heavens and the earth, the beauty, the order, and you recognize that this must have been designed and fashioned by a wise creator, then you start to go deeper and deeper. Imam al-Ghazali then says you have to acquire knowledge 
of the things that God has made an obligation upon you inwardly and outwardly. And we're going to talk in more detail about the obstacle of knowledge in the next episode, inshallah. The second obstacle is the obstacle of repentance. So Imam al-Ghazali says, after you learn the knowledge of what God requires from you, then you recognize, okay, you know what? Before I go out on this spiritual path, I realize that I've committed all of these sins and mistakes in my life, that I've wronged people, that I've fallen short in what God wants from me. And then you say to yourself, how can I commit myself to worshiping Allah when I am in a state that is sinful? So I must first seek repentance so that God frees me from the shackles of my sins and purifies me from the filth of sin so that I'm worthy of his nearness and service and devotion. So then if a person overcomes this obstacle of repentance and is successful, then they come to the third obstacle, the obstacle of impediments. And Imam al-Ghazali says there are four impediments that you will face, and that is the dunya, the world, creation, the devil, and the nafs. That these will get in the way of you being able to dedicate yourself to worship. And we're going to go in detail, inshallah, of what Imam al-Ghazali says is the way to overcome those. The world, creation, the devil, and the nafs. If a person is successful, and inshallah may Allah grant you and I and all of us tawfiq in overcoming these uh, through His generosity and grace, if, when you overcome that obstacle, then you face the, force, the fourth obstacle, which is the obstacle of hindrances. And these are another four things. The hindrance of provisions. So then a person starts to ask, where am I going to get provisions from? The hindrance of danger is that a person doesn't know. They have all of these hopes and fears in life. I fear this and I hope for that, but they don't know how it will end. Imam al-Ghazali says how you deal with those thoughts, the hindrance of decrees, then you start to ask yourself, why did things happen this way and not that way in my life? We'll talk about that. And then the hindrance of tribulations, how to deal with tribulations patiently when you face them. When you overcome that obstacle, Imam al-Ghazali says, you're going to be faced with another obstacle, and that's the obstacle of incentives. So here Imam al-Ghazali says, if you've made it this far, then your nafs will be tired and lazy. So you've gotten over all of these obstacles, you still have more to go. So this is the obstacle of incentives, that you have to incentivize your nafs to keep on going. And Imam al-Ghazali says there's two incentives, the incentive of hope and fear, that you remind your nafs of the great reward from Allah, and you also remind it of the painful punishment and disgrace if you disobey Him. When you use these two, Imam al-Ghazali says, you're able to turn back and worship. And then you overcome that obstacle and then face the obstacle of impairments. At this point, if a person is able to inspire their nafs, then they are engaging in worship freely. But there's still danger. And that's the danger of ostentation and vanity. 
that in your worship you might be showing off for other people so that they respect you and that they think highly of you. And Imam al-Ghazali says you need to be reminded of having sincerity in order to overcome that. And in regards to vanity, that's when a person becomes impressed with themselves. Look at how well I'm doing. Look at how much I'm doing for Allah. Look at how good my prayer is, how good my fasting is, my, how many good deeds I may have. Imam al-Ghazali says this needs to be treated with knowing that the gift of tawfiq, the gift of God's enabling grace, only came from God himself and not from you. So that you're able to keep your perspective straight. And then finally, the seventh and last obstacle is the obstacle of praise and gratitude. Imam al-Ghazali says, if you've made it this far, then the servant is swimming in the immense ocean of Allah's favor and blessings. And he says, the way to not fall out of favor at this stage is to overcome it through praising Allah and thanking Him for everything that He has given you, and thanking Him for the blessing of nearness to Him, and the blessing of tasting the sweetness in His worship. Imam al-Ghazali says, if you overcome this obstacle, then you will experience the result. And this is what it's all about. And this is what we have to keep in mind. And really, when I was reading this section from Imam al-Ghazali's book, I was overtaken by the beautiful description that he had. And I really wish that everyone could learn this about Islam and could learn this, that this is the goal of everything that we're doing. And that it's not just about empty forms, but it's about this result. Imam al-Ghazali says, then you are entered into the flood of God's grace, the desert of yearning, and the courtyard of love. Then the servant is entered into the garden of gnosis and the garden of contentment and intimacy with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then he is given the rank of nearness, the seat of intimacy, and being granted gifts and honor from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al-Ghazali says, his or her body is in the world, but his heart is in the akhirah. His heart is with Allah. The angels will greet him and tell him of his Lord who is not angered with him. And taking his soul from this temporary life into the divine presence and everlasting gardens. He will see for his own weak and impoverished soul that he has been given a great dominion and immense reward in the hereafter. Imam al-Ghazali says, what an exalted happiness, what a lofty dominion, what a felicitous servant, an envious state, an honored status. So blessed is he and what a good ending. In other words, if you are able to become a purified soul, if you are able to overcome these obstacles, then you will be in a state which no eye has ever seen, no ear has ever heard, and has never crossed the human imagination. The righteous, they used to say that if the kings and the sultans of this world knew the pleasure that we experienced in our night prayer, 
they would try to kill us for it. They would try to take it from us even if they had to take our lives. That when you experience the sweetness of nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nothing in the world can compare to it because it is a sweetness that you are experiencing with the very essence of your being, with your soul. So we ask Allah, the generous and merciful, that He bless each and every one of you and that He blesses all of us with this favor and with this reward and with this honor. So these are the seven obstacles that insha'Allah Imam al-Ghazali is going to tell us how to overcome. So insha'Allah we ask Allah for tawfiq and this is what the uh, season of soul food is going to cover. And a lot of it is intense but insha'Allah with Allah's assistance and support and following in the footsteps of the blessed messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam will be able to achieve great things insha'Allah. So that brings us to the call to action. The call to action is really to reflect on the honor and the reward and the potential of what you were created for uh, and what it means to really be of those who are brought close to Allah and that you ask Him in these nights of Ramadan that He grant you the best of what He grants His righteous servants, that He grant you this. And do not think that you are not deserving of it. Do not think that it is impossible for you to be of this category of people, that it is impossible for you to be of the servants who experience this beautiful reward. Don't think that. That's from the shaitan. Don't limit yourself. But instead of being limited in your own perspective, focus on the generosity of Allah. Focus on His capability and His ability to do anything and to make something of us. So ask Him from the depths of your soul that He grant you the best of what He grants His righteous and beloved servants. And also make a commitment within yourself. Say, you know what? I know that these seven obstacles are going to be uh, uh, difficult, that they're going to take effort, but I'm going to commit myself to these, this path and to overcoming these obstacles, and I'm going to put my trust in Allah, and He is my supporter, and Allah is enough for us, and He is the best supporter and the best patron. So that's the call to action. Whether it's in sujood or whether you sit in dua, that you ask Allah that He grant you that and that He grant each and every one of us that and to take that time to really devote yourself to Him and inshallah you will see results. ta'ala, And to never give up hope and to have high aspirations in the generosity of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm where you can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or by email. If you're on iTunes, please also leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.